Are you a prospective college athlete or the parent of one? Well, then look no further than Gold Standard Athletes to give your child or yourself the best edge in the recruiting process. Gold Standard Athletes not only preps you for the recruiting process, but helps you look the part. With amazing merchandise and great recruiting tips, protein drinks, and more, and their monthly boxes that they give out to their athletes, Gold Standard Athletes sets you up to do your best. They are, without a doubt, the best in the business to get you recruited, to get you found straight out of high school, and get you chasing your dreams. So if you're a prospective college athlete and you want to chase your dreams, go to GoStandardsAthletes.com to purchase yourself a box of recruiting tips, protein drinks, merchandise, and more to help you not only look the part, but fit the part. Go to GoStandardAthletes.com to fit the part and be your best self. started in 2010. Peyton Manning was continuing his run as one of the greatest quarterbacks in modern history. Peyton was the sheriff. He was the leader of the Colts and one of the greatest quarterbacks to undoubtedly step up on a football field. He could read the field like nobody else. He was one of the smartest men to ever step foot on a football field, and he was a guaranteed future Hall of Famer. But he continued to hope that he would bring more and more success to the Indianapolis Colts, but after one of the saddest injuries in history, Peyton went down, and he left the Colts without their starting quarterback for the 2011 season. It was a terrible situation for the Indianapolis Colts, who were looking to continue a dominant run through the AFC and hopefully lock themselves into another Super Bowl position. They were a contending team who was now getting put in a position of uncertainty and no concrete position for the future, which left them in a tough spot where they ended up going 2-14 and 14 on the season. This ultimately led them to a tough position where they'd have the first pick in the draft, but a rising Stanford product made this one of the easiest decisions in NFL draft history. Let me take you to 2010. It was September of 2010. Tony Pauline had found a guy and Andrew Luck, who he was already regarding as one of the most NFL draft-ready prospects in recent memory. And then Andrew Luck lit it up with a stellar sophomore season that earned him even more regard. He likely could have been the first overall pick in the 2011 NFL draft, but at Stanford University, he had some unfinished business that he wanted to take care of. So he decided to return for his junior year, and he was already getting praise as one of the next... Peyton Manning, John Elway types to set the league on fire before he had even played it down. 
Andrew Luck was grabbing headlines, and with another phenomenal season of college football, he was definitely a lock to be a top-two pick, and it started the suck-for-luck sweepstakes that the Colts inadvertently won when Peyton Manning went down. So a 2-14 and record won them the first overall pick, and the right to pick Andrew Luck with that pick. There was a little bit of debate by apparently a few people in the organization and a couple media members that maybe they should take Robert Griffin, the electric quarterback from Baylor who had won the Heisman that year. But they went with their gut and they took Andrew Luck with the pick or the, with the first pick in the 2012 NFL draft. And Robert Griffin became the second overall pick and part of one of the most infamous bad draft day trades in NFL history with Washington trading up for the second overall pick to take Robert Griffin the 3rd. Griffin went down with a leg injury and dispelled any doubts that Indianapolis would have ever had drafting Andrew Luck, as he had a phenomenal season as well. He had one of the best rookie seasons an NFL quarterback has, quite frankly, ever had. He played a phenomenal year and ultimately proved his worth as an incredible quarterback. He proved early on that he was going to be a stud in the league and that he was going to be a star. And now as he began his sophomore season, it was apparent that Andrew Luck looked like the right decision for the Indianapolis Colts front office. They decided that they would roll with this guy, they would part ways with Peyton Manning, free him up to go wherever he wanted. He ended up in Denver with the Broncos, and it was a win-win for everyone, or so it seemed. Now I take you to 2013. It was the second season for Andrew Luck, and he was already proving that he was one of the best quarterbacks in football. After one year of setting the league on fire and proving he was one of the best rookie quarterbacks in NFL history, he had a second year with Indianapolis Colts, where he lit it up once again. He made it to a second straight playoff appearance, and from a 2-14 season that ultimately led the Colts to drafting him, they ended up with back-to-back playoff bursts, and in the first year, yes, it was a quick exit for Andrew Luck as a rookie quarterback, and he ultimately didn't make it very far, but he still made it into the playoffs, which is something that most quarterbacks in their rookie years can never say. So now, in his sophomore season, he made another playoff appearance, and this time, he didn't waste this one. He ultimately led them to the divisional round against the New England Patriots. The Patriots, led by Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, who are one of the greatest NFL dynasties in history. And ultimately, they fell, 43-22. to They lost in the divisional round, and... Andrew Luck, for the second season in a row, was out of the playoffs, but this time he didn't go out without a fight. He had a great game in Kansas City that it was ranked as one of the best football games in recent memory, and he had a great playoff season the year before. He made a second career pro ball, and he was setting the league on fire, as I've reiterated multiple times. He was regarded by many as one of the best quarterbacks, now top 10 in football, and he had only played two years of professional football. He had proven that his worth, and Indianapolis was proud. They were happy that they made the right decision, and although Peyton was having some success with Denver, it was apparent that they would have long-term success with Andrew Luck. Or, as I keep reiterating, so it seemed. 2014 began, and there were high expectations. I mean, Andrew Luck had made back-to-back playoff berths, and in his what was supposed to be sophomore slump, he had a better season than his rookie season that he... There wasn't much beating that. I mean, he tore it up once again. He had a phenomenal 2014 season. He broke some of Peyton Manning's records. He broke his 
Peyton's franchise record for single-season passing yards, and he became the eighth quarterback in NFL history to throw for 40 or more touchdowns in a single season. And then they made the playoffs for a third season in a row. In the Colts' wildcard game against the Cincinnati Bengals, Luck tore it up again. And then he went on to do even better. They faced the Colts, or not the Colts, the Broncos, in the AFC Divisional Round. He faced his, well, guy who basically got him his job. If it wasn't for Peyton Manning, Luck might have been tolling in mediocrity with another team. And Peyton, on the other hand, was taking a Denver Broncos team that was led by Tim Tebow and had the magic of Tim Tebow, and he turned them into a real Super Bowl contender. They had a absolute legend at quarterback at the helm and a great defense. This team looked primed to make a playoff run, and the Colts stopped that in its tracks, and they went for a second straight year to face the New England Patriots. And in one of the most infamous games, yet again, Andrew Luck was a part of Deflategate. It was a scandal that plagued the New England Patriots for a bulk of the 2014, 2015, and even some of the 2016 season. Tom Brady's legacy was kind of tarnished because of all of this, and it tarnished some of the Patriots' legacy, and ultimately their AFC Championship game win was tarnished as well. A 45-7 victory over the Colts may not have happened the same way if Tom Brady was throwing balls that were normally sized. And Andrew Luck was screwed out of a third straight year of making a serious run in the playoffs. But he did get some AFC Championship experience, and he knew he was close to reaching the promised land. And he was having immense success in NFL football. And then he made another Pro Bowl appearance. Andrew Luck was setting the league on fire, no doubt. And now he got his fifth-year option picked up, and he was going to be along with the team for another year. So, Andrew Luck starting one of the most highly anticipated seasons. Although, yes, he had no true offensive line any of these years, and he was really just demonstrating his ability without even having an offensive line. He had a plethora of weapons, but once again, no offensive line, no protection. The front office never made it a point to get him significant protection. And for the first time in his short career, it started to bite him in the ass. Sorry, but it's true. The Indianapolis Colts front office dropped the ball. They didn't protect their biggest investment since Peyton Manning. They didn't get him help, and it hurt. Because on November 10th of 2015, Luck found out that he was going to miss two to six weeks with a lacerated kidney and a partially torn abdominal muscle. And ultimately, this truly hurt them. The recovery process took a lot longer, and Luck didn't return for the rest of that year. The Colts failed to make the playoffs with Luck for the very first time, and they finished 8-8. Eight and eight, Average. Because the front office didn't go out and get him protection, and Luck was starting to face the effects of that. He still made it in the top 100, no playoff appearance, but it was truly an issue that Luck had no protection. He was going to take a beating, and I'm going to reiterate it a lot. The front office didn't make it a point to get him protection, and in the early seasons of his career, it was already showing an effect. He had a lacerated kidney and significant issues already early on, but it truly started to shine in the 2016, 17, 18, and 19 years that Luck was in need of a true offensive line because the Colts made a big investment that offseason, and maybe had they not made that investment as big as they did, making him the highest paid player in the league at $140 million, 
a six-year extension. It made him one of the highest-paid athletes in American sports history. But he had no protection. His weapons list was getting a little shorter. And ultimately, the Colts felt, yeah, we have Andrew Luck, but we don't have anything really around him. And they wanted to win a ring. They wanted to see success, and they wanted to get back to the playoffs. But ultimately, Luck was still having lingering issues from taking hit after hit after hit. And Luck was tearing it up. He threw for 4,240 yards and 31 touchdowns in the 2016 season. But he didn't have protection. And then after the season, it truly shined that Luck was having issues, and the Colts were going to have to do something about it because they didn't have any help. Luck underwent surgery to repair an issue with his right shoulder that offseason because it had been lingering since the previous season. It was truly evident that the Colts needed to get Luck protection, but they didn't make it a point. So following surgery on his shoulder that offseason, in the 2017 season, Luck was held out of training camp and the preseason, and it was even announced he was going to miss some regular season games. So... The Colts were left in a tough situation. It was a situation similar to the one that was put under effect with Peyton Manning. They were worried that their franchise guy was going to miss some significant time and it could put them in a really bad position. And ultimately it did. The new Colts general manager, Chris Ballard, was stuck in a really tough position where he was going to be playing a bit of a backup carousel throughout the season. And they were going to have to figure out what could stick. Well, ultimately... They found a couple key quarterbacks who played some roles in that season. Scott Tolgen played a big role that season. He started a few games. And Jacoby Brissett was acquired from the New England Patriots in a shocking move because the New England Patriots had three great quarterbacks. They had Tom Brady, they had Jimmy Garoppolo, who flashed during the time that Tom Brady was out, and they had Jacoby Brissett, who flashed during the time Tom Brady was out. Garoppolo was seemingly being groomed to be the ultimate replacement for Tom Brady. But as fate would have it, he was traded to the San Francisco 49ers, and Brissett was traded to the Indianapolis Colts, seemingly to back up for Peyton, or not for Peyton, sorry, for Andrew Luck, Peyton Manning's heir apparent. And although he was dealing with injuries that season, Luck had a big effect on Brissett. He coached him along, and they became good friends. And as the backups continued to roll in and out, Brissett did get to start. He took over as the starter after Scott Tolgen played one game that season and continued to mentor Brissett along with Luck. But then Luck became back to practicing again, and he ultimately was placed on the injured reserve because he couldn't handle a full return to games. So he was ruled out for another season, and it was ultimately revealed that he would have to go to Europe to get additional treatment on his injured shoulder. This was a serious issue, and it was not known if Luck was ever going to be able to recover fully from this. And as Brissett went down, then Matt Hasselback came in, he went down, and the backup carousel continued. And ultimately, it ended with the Colts struggling throughout the season and ending up with a high draft pick and a GM who was determined to make the most of it. They made a trade with my New York Jets, and they ended up with Quinton Nelson. They were determined to finally get Andrew Luck some offensive line help, and Ballard saw that something that the front office hadn't seen in the past. He was fresh blood, and he brought in offensive line help. He brought in defensive help. He brought fresh faces at, like Darius Leonard and talented athletes like Marlon Mack to come in there and try to uproot some of that culture around Luck and truly prove to him that, look, when you're healthy, 
this backup carousel of Scott Tolgen, Jacoby Brissett, Matt Hasselback, all of this, it won't happen anymore. We're going to hand you the reins of a franchise that for the first time in your career will protect you and give you true weapons. And luck came back with a freaking bang. 2018, he made his return to football. And he tore up the Cincinnati Bengals, but he truly wasn't himself. With new head coach Frank Reich, it took a little bit of adjusting, but he did. And they went on a frickin' run. They made it to the wild card round. And they took on their rivals, the AFC South Divisional Champion Houston Texans, last winter. And luck tore him up. He did good. And then they went against the mighty Kansas City Chiefs, who won the AFC West, were led by a rising Patrick Mahomes, and they fell, and in Luck's fourth playoff appearance, it ended again without a deep run. But although he had some success, he ultimately never reached that Super Bowl. But he had an incredible return to football. He won his fourth Pro Bowl. He was one of the top 10 finishers in voting for MVP. He won the NFL's Comeback Player of the Year Award by the Pro Football Writers Association. These were significant honors. And Luck was finally being rewarded, and it seemed as though he was being rewarded with a plethora of talent, an offensive line, monetarily, and success on the field and off the field. He was loving life, but the injury issues still lingered. And heading into this coming season, questions surrounded the Indianapolis Colts, and it led Luck to do some significant thinking. And that leads us to where we are today. So, as of a few weeks ago, it was the lead-up to the 2019 season. Andrew Luck was coming off, as I said, one of the best seasons in his career, and he was truly in a class of his own. With Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, and Aaron Rodgers, and Andrew Luck, it felt as though those four were the top quarterbacks in football, meaning they were going to lead their teams to some amount of success. With Aaron Rodgers now having pieces around him, he seems destined this season to lead the team to some amount of success. Patty Mahomes is coming off one of the best seasons in NFL history, truly, for a quarterback, and he's got vengeance on his brain. He wants to come back, and he wants to make the AFC, AFC Championship and then some. He wants to win a Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers wants a revenge tour, as I stated, and Tom Brady just wants to prove that, hey, he can still cut it because he truly will likely prove that. They're a dynasty and all three of these quarterbacks were healthy, happy, and ready to go into the season. Luck was happy. He always is. He's one of the most polite, happy, cheery NFL players. But mentally, that wasn't the same story. Luck was unlucky with all his trials and tribulations he had to face with injuries. And it wears on you. Mental health is a proponent of something I truly preach here at Ambitious. And Andrew Luck wasn't in a good mental health state. He was in a tough cycle of getting injured and rehabilitating, and it takes a toll on someone. He had tons of injuries, surgeries, he went under the knife a few times, and it truly takes a toll on someone, more than the average man will realize, and more than some NFL players will realize. Luck, yes, he was one of the top quarterbacks in football as of yesterday, August 24th, 2019, when Andrew Luck retired from football. This was because of, as I stated, injuries and then rehabilitating, and it takes a toll on you physically and mentally. More than I'll ever know, more than some NFL players will never know, more than the average Joe walking on the street will ever know. 
but Andrew Luck ultimately had to do what was best for him and his life. He needed to get away. With questions surrounding the team, it was only going to hurt the Colts more if he stayed. And ultimately, it was only going to hurt the Colts more if he continued to get better and then get hurt again, and get better and then get hurt again. If they had a long-term solution, then this could be prevented. And unfortunately, Andrew Luck, one of the most talented NFL quarterbacks in history, and I can confidently say that one of the most unlucky NFL quarterbacks in history, had to retire because of his mental health state and his physical health state. So now, what's next? And what ultimately became the results of this Andrew Luck story, the unlucky story of Andrew Luck, and who's to blame for his fall? Starting with Jacoby Brissett, the quarterback who's been a backup for a bulk of his career will finally get his shot to be a stud. He's going to take over a franchise that has Super Bowl expectations this season, and he's going to take over a franchise that's in a tough position and hopefully be able to right the ship. And it's going to be a tall task, but Jacoby Brissett comes from the Patriot way. And in the Patriot way, no task seems to truly be too tall. And I don't think Jacoby Brissett will struggle being able to try to get a grasp on the situation and handle it. And I wish him nothing but the best of luck. To Chris Ballard and Frank Reich, they seem to truly be dedicated to protecting their quarterback, whether it was Andrew Luck or now Jacoby Brissett. They truly realize what it means to invest in a quarterback and it happened to be too late with Andrew Luck hopefully they don't make the same mistake with Brissett or the guy who could ultimately take over the reins from Brissett if they feel he can't handle the franchise so yes it was too soon or too late but Brissett now takes over and hopefully Ballard can right the mistake that the Colts had made with Andrew Luck and give him the protection he deserves as he has for Luck but Brissett's gonna inherit protection, a plethora of weapons, and it's more than Luck had when he started, so that's a good thing to start with. Now, for Andrew Luck. He walks away into the sunset in a tough situation. He loves this game. He's reiterated many, many times. He's one of the most positive, cheery human beings to ever grace a football field. And last night, watching him walk off the field and fans boo him was absolutely disgusting. And then for Doug Gottlieb to go out there and criticize him among other reporters and other fans, just grow the hell up. You have a TV show, and you're going to deface one of the faces of the game who decided to step away because he mentally and physically couldn't handle it anymore, and you've never even put the pads on at all, and you're going to try to act as if you understand the situation? Grow up. And I say that to all the fans out there of the Indianapolis Colts that felt the need to boo him last night. That man gave his all to the franchise when the franchise didn't give his all to him. And you're going to say that, oh, well, you know, he's walking out on us. No, he gave it his all to rehab and try to make it back for that season. Well, for this season. But he couldn't physically and mentally handle that same process anymore. So he decided not to go through with it anymore. He couldn't do that to himself, and he decided to walk away from the game he loves. And you will never, Indianapolis Colts fans, be able to comprehend how hard that was probably for him. And how dare the Indianapolis Colts and that classless organization of fans boo him for all that he has done for them. And to see one of the most cheery NFL players 
stand on that podium last night and have to announce his retirement and have to answer questions about his fans that he tried to entertain and try to win a Super Bowl for when the organization didn't seem as dedicated to him in his beginning years until Chris Ballard took over and have to answer questions about them booing him. And you could truly see him emotionally tired and exhausted from this whole process. And that was like a kick. Like, I just, it was a kick in the face. I mean, what are you supposed to say about that? It was terrible. And the Indianapolis Colts organization as a whole, as a team, deserves success. But the fan base does not deserve success for how disgusting and utterly wrong they acted towards a man who gave his all to that franchise. And no matter what, that should be something that Andrew Luck remembers in the future because he loves Indianapolis, but the fans proved last night the same thing that the Colts proved to him in his early seasons, that they didn't believe in him as much as they be- he believed in them. And it's truly terrible that that is how unlucky his career was. And that's why I titled this this. A guy with the last name of Luck had one of the most unlucky football careers ever. He had the talent, he had the brains, he had the passion, he had the drive, he had the mental state, and everything when he came in the league to be one of the greatest quarterbacks in history. And he gave it all. He truly, truly did. But the franchise and the fans and people around him and ultimately fate weren't kind to him. And it sucks because the guy he replaced got lucky. He had everything fall his way one last time, and he got to ride in the sunset happy with a Super Bowl ring. His hair apparent wasn't that lucky, and his hair apparent, Andrew Luck, wasn't as lucky to walk away with a Super Bowl ring at all, or any success that would land him any set of jewelry. And it's truly, truly sad that Andrew Luck never won a football championship. And it's truly sad that that organization, those fans, and fate didn't fall the way it should have. Andrew Luck was one of the greatest talents, I truly believe, to walk onto a football field in recent memory. And maybe one of the greatest talents I'll see in my life to walk onto a football field. And unfortunately, his career is over. And the only word I can think to describe it is unlucky. Thank you for everyone for taking the time out of your day to listen to Ambitious. I hope we provided you with a little bit of a mental vacation and took you through an interesting story and kind of sad one of an NFL web that ultimately didn't fall the way it should have for a talented and electric prospect who now ended his football career, at least for now. Um, He could potentially come back one day. But how unlucky his football career was, I don't know if I would ever walk back on a football field after that. But all credit to Andrew Luck. He gave it his all, and I hope his mental and physical state gets into a position that he's happy and truly at peace with his life. Thank you, Andrew Luck, for providing myself as not a Colts fan, but a Jets fan with entertainment over the years of your career. And I'm truly happy to have been able to be a fan of yours from the sidelines. You're a guy who always did it the right way on and off the field. And I hope you have a phenomenal retirement. With that said, I want to thank everyone once again for tuning into this episode. We'll be back with another episode next week. A reminder, you can listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can follow us on Instagram at Ambitious Podcast or on Twitter at Ambitious with DP. Have a wonderful 
evening, wonderful week, and we'll be back here next week with a new episode.